to Garden Plots with Skeletor, the show that brings light into the darkness of your botanical ignorance, which is temporary and can be remedied with study and practice. <laughs> don't you dare patronize me. You know this is a condition of your influence. You don't get to look up at me with those adorable eyes shining with approval and then act as though that's any kind of solace for the indignities that I am currently beset with. <laughs> How dare you do a precious and adorable blab at me! Oh my god, get a picture, get a picture! I want you to know that this ploy could not be more transparent. I see through this. How many pictures of Poggy do you have in your phone now anyway? Uh, a few. You wouldn't lie about something like that in front of the power of Grayskull, would you? 173. There. Fine. And while we're talking about lying, which I am firmly in favor of even though I cannot currently partake, let us talk about the plant of the episode. The orchid. Ooh, getting into the hard stuff, huh? Lie number one. Orchids are impossible to care for. Orchids are actually quite simple to care for, particularly the Phalaenopsis. What is difficult is the precision in their care. They have distinctive preferences and needs, but once you understand them, they are among the easier plants to care for. Now, you can get a Phalaenopsis at most plant purveyors, and it will likely already have buds and even blooms on it. Do not touch them. The oils in your hands will damage them and may even kill some of the buds. Ah, one of the looky but no touchies. I see. Sigh. Yes, a looky but no touchy. Oh jeez, are you okay? Normally you'd be complaining about this and you've just given in immediately. Are you having allergies or something? I refuse to be sidetracked. You are free to be as whimsical as you like, but I have a sworn duty to defend the orchid from those who would misrepresent it as a finicky and impossible plant. Simply because it is sensitive and has specific preferences does not mean that there is anything truly difficult about it. Does it not also deserve love? To have its needs met and honored, specific though they may be? Is it not due some kind of tolerance for its foibles given the magnificent beauty that I, it, provides to the world? Someone is in their fields today. <sighs> Orchids don't grow in soil. As epiphytes, they grow in the crevices of trees, so the roots prefer a looser covering than traditional potting mixes. Some gardeners leave their orchids with the roots entirely bare. Most gardening suppliers will offer quality wood chips to be used as a growing medium. Coconut husks and sphagnum moss can be added to help the growing medium retain water without soaking the roots of your orchid. Another consideration of their epiphyte nature is that they are used to being shielded by a jungle canopy so bright indirect light is necessary to keep them happy. A brightly lit bathroom or kitchen with skylights or appropriate windows is often ideal, and both areas are more likely to retain some humidity to keep your orchid feeling at home. This is starting to sound high maintenance. Incorrect. This is about specific maintenance. Once you have your orchid in the situation that is best for its needs, you have very little left to do. Water your orchid once a week if it's potted in bark. Simply allow tap water to run through the potting mixture for a minute or two, and you're done. If you have potted your orchid in moss, then you'll water when the top of the moss feels dry, so check it regularly to see. That seems like a lot of work for a plant that's only ever going to bloom once. Not so. Not so at all. And I have just the listener question to tackle that particular falsehood. But for now, will it kill Beast Man? The Orchid now let us be very clear that if Beastman so much as looks at one of my orchids with intent to chomp, his life is forfeit, so this has never been an issue. And by life, I mean access to the rec room privileges. For two weeks. 
Meh. Fine, one week. However, if for some reason Beastman decided to purchase an orchid of his own, specifically for gastrointestinal purposes, he'd certainly be making a very pricey snacking choice, but not a fatal one. Orchids are perfectly safe to have around the house with any of your more vegetarian-inclined cats and dogs. They're even safe for reptiles. But do note that reptiles can be quite sensitive to anything that may have been used to treat greenhouse orchids. So don't just plop your chameleon on an orchid and assume all will be well. Orchids. Will they kill Beastman? No, but they could certainly leave a dent in his checking account. Riley, where is the ad copy? You know, weirdest thing. The company just gave us $50 and said, Don't worry about the ad copy. How about you just have a nice time? Go bowling. That sounds remarkably implausible. Well, look, there's an additional $50 of ad revenue in the account, so how about we just agree that it's totally the bowling thing and you don't have to do any ad copy this time, okay? Fine. But I demand to be team captain if we go bowling. My arm swing is a thing of beauty. Deal. sound familiar to you? You think you've put together a great team for your Fantasy Hinge Person League, but when you sit down to tinker with your roster before the weekend's chore doing starts, you realize none of the henches you drafted have a driver's license, and you're missing out on all those sweet running to the store to pick up some baking soda points. Next thing you know, Dave from Accountants Receivable is mopping the floor with your lineup, and he didn't even draft a floor mopping henchman. <laughs> If this is a situation you found yourself in, you're not alone. Fantasy henchperson drafts are one of the hottest new hobbies and are being embraced by tens of attorneys every year. But not everyone has the time or knowledge necessary to maximize their hench roster and show those days from accounting receivable of the world who's boss. That's where I come in. Hi, I'm Badger, the host of the new Fantasy Hench Podcast, Fantasy Hench Podcast. Not only am I a practicing hench person myself, with inside knowledge about the latest breaking news from Snake Mountain, but I'm also a licensed accountant. So you know I can dig up the dirt like a badger, and I can also crunch those numbers like they were so many earthworms, which I'll grant you are not traditionally a crunchy food, but they do make up nearly 80% of the average badger's diet. And that's exactly the kind of useful statistics and in-depth analysis you'll hear on the Fantasy Hench Podcast. I can tell you which minions have food allergies that might make them miss out on valuable meal preparation points. Tired of being the last to know that your starting grocery shopper accidentally ate his driver's license and will be having to run errands in a cardboard box shaped like a car that has holes cut out of the bottom for his feet to stick through? FHP has got you covered with the inside scoop. And who knows more about scooping than Badger? Badger, stop talking to yourself and get out of that supply closet. Ninjor spilled a box of cereal all over the break room floor, and I need you to use those ridiculous prosthetic claws to scoop it up. See what I mean? Guess it's a bad week to have Ninjor in your starting lineup. Badjor! Be right there! The Fantasy Hench Podcast is a proud member of the Snake Mountain Podcast Network. Subscribe today. Oh, geez, you didn't tell me he had already poured milk in it. These claws are made out of cardboard, you know. Skeletor, I know you're doing your little blog, but we need to talk about your housekeeping. Quick, hide Poggy! Where? Just put his nap blanket over him. Poggy, I will give you a week's worth of wrought iron fence posts if you don't blow this for me. Me? What is it, Hordak? I'm recording. 
This is my studio time, not a public hearing for your issues with Snake Mountain as a place for you to couch surf. Skeletor, I hate to criticize. And yet... But I couldn't help but notice that there seemed to be some mildew or something growing in the guest walk-in humidor. Hordak, you... Honored and valued temporary member of the Snake Mountain household, is what I was going to say. What was that noise? Uh, probably just Snake Mountain settling. (laughs) You know how these drafty old fortresses are. Good point. This place is kind of falling apart. You should call some contractarians and have them take a look at it for you. Just don't tell them you know me. Oh ho! Have you earned the enmity of the dreaded contractarians? I've, uh, heard that they can be quite intractable. (laughs) No, of course not. I'd never be so foolish as to offend a contractarian. I heard one evil tyrant fell behind on payments to them, and they just kept adding on labyrinthian extensions to his stronghold for months. What a brainless dolt! Yes, brainless. Then why did you say I shouldn't tell the Contractarians that I know you? Oh, I'd just rather you didn't tell anyone that you know me. I've got a reputation to think of. Mm. Now, about that guest humidor. Now, see here, you welcome visitor. We don't have a humidor, let alone a guest humidor. Sure you do. It's just down the hidden spiral staircase that's behind the oil painting of you looking constipated. Second door on the left, next to the storage closet filled with pogs and beanie babies. Those are valuable collector's items worth a king's ransom! Well, a, a senator's ransom in the case of that limited edition hollowfoil slammer, but that was the result of some particularly shrewd negotiation. What were you doing in my treasure room? You call that bric-a-brac treasure? A despotic ruler, even one of your stature, should be investing in hard currency. Like NFTs. Obviously, I know what an NFT is, but for Riley's benefit... Nope. Skeletor, as much as I was loved to explain cryptocurrency, and believe me, I do love explaining cryptocurrency, Riley has already made it clear that if I tried to describe NFTs in her presence again, she'd replace all my protein powder with confectioner sugar. I'm pretty sure she's bluffing. Not bluffing. But my dietary regimen has to be very carefully maintained to keep this bod running like a well-oiled machine. Oh, and speaking of which, you're nearly out of mineral oil. But that was for oiling my minerals! (sighs) Now my minerals will be all gummy. Whatever. Now, as I was saying, there was some kind of mildew growing in the humidor. Not to worry, though. As the gracious guest that I am, I tossed it in the incinerator. Just don't let it happen again. My cigars are very delicate. Well, as I told you, we don't have a humidor, so... Wait a minute. The room next to my treasure room? With the moisture control settings? Describe this mildew. Look, I'm not a plant nerd like you. It was just mildew. You know, two or three feet high, leafy, a few purple bits near the top. I took care of it this time. But in the future, I'd appreciate it if you took a little more pride in your housekeeping. Not for my sake, so much as for your own. Those were my prize-winning orchids! That humidor was my orchidarium! That can't be a real word. You blustering, bone-brained buffoon! Skeletor? No, I don't care. Those orchids took months for me to cultivate. You know how high-maintenance and impossible to care for they are. Aha! Uh-huh. Not now, Riley. This blathering, bat-eared bungler has outworn his welcome. There are limits to even my legendary hospitality. Surely the power of Grayskull can recognize that I am not the bad guy here. Power of Grayskull? 
What I think Skeletor meant to Uncle Hordak is that, uh... Crap, I got nothing. And since when have you not wanted to be the bad guy? I mean, you've always been terrible at villainy, but it's never been due to a lack of effort. Oh, give it up, Batbrain. I know you know all about how I've gained the power of Grayskull and am unable to say or do anything evil lest it zap me with a bolt of painful mystical energy. Wait, so you have to be... nice? You can stop pretending. I know that the whole reason you came here was to rub it in my face how great everything's going for you, and that you think I turned to heroism because I couldn't hack it as a villain. Uh, yep, yes, that's exactly why I'm couchsurfing here. Because everything is going so great for me. Which it definitely is. Oh, this is delicious. The mighty Skeletor, forced to live a life of banal goodness. Wait until I tell the other evildoers. You wouldn't dare. Of course I would dare. When have I ever not dared? Besides, what are you going to do? Politely ask me not to? Cross-stitch a message about friendship on a throw pillow until I submit? Do you think either of those things would dissuade you? No. Drat! <sighs> Riley, remind me to call the Magic Users Crafting Store and cancel my order of embroidery floss. The Creepo Depot? No, liches get stitches. I had a coupon. And as for you, Hordak, what if I just thwart your evil scheme? How would that be? I've seen enough schemes thwarted that I know how it's done. Yeah, but those were your schemes. Those barely even count as schemes. More like vaguely sinister agendas, if that. My schemes were the evilest. Besides, since when does telling the truth count as an evil scheme? I bet your little crackling pal there wouldn't even let you try to thwart me. It would, too. Oh, this is rich. I wish I still had the company car so I could rush out and start spreading the word. <laughs> uh, Skeletor, can I borrow the Bashasaurus? <sighs> yes. Of course you can. And uh, don't worry about filling the tank. I've converted it to run on biodiesel. Wait. Why don't you have the company car anymore? Oh, uh, it's having its steering wheel recirclified? Recirclified? Yes, it was looking a little oblong, so I brought it back to the dealership. Oh, well, that explains. Wait a minute. The Think Tank dealership can't do an in-house steering wheel recirclification. That requires a licensed specialist and would void the warranty. Oh, I mean, yes, of course it would. Did you think I said dealership? What I said was dealo shop, which is what I call the shop I go to that knows how to keep its warranty voiding recirculifications on the down low. The dealo shop. The dealo shop? Yes. You got fired, didn't you? No. No, I... Just decided that my career could sink to lower depths if I decided to pursue other, uh, more evil opportunities in an environment that was more conducive to my... You did! Well, so what if I did? Stupid Horde Prime wouldn't recognize true evil if it threw a vial of acid in his face. Which I did! At two non-consecutive New Year's Eve office parties. Ha! Oh, stop gloating, you goody two fur-lined boots. I may be freelance, but at least I'm still evil. I wonder what Nana will say when she finds out her little Hordak couldn't cut it in the corporate world. I'm pretty sure there is nothing that Nana cares about less than the corporate world. Except maybe the public nudity rules her HOA keeps sending her letters about. She really doesn't care about those. You wouldn't. Wouldn't I? No. 
Not anymore, you wouldn't. You have to be good now. Ha! For a second there, you actually had me worried. What was that phrase I heard recently? Oh, yes. Since when does telling the truth count as an evil scheme? I see. Do you now? Yes. If I tell the guys about your alignment shift, you'll tell Nana about my employment situation. Which, again, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't care about. Some of Nana's favorite people are unemployed. I mean, if it weren't for unemployed cabana boys, actors, and yoga instructors, I don't know what she'd do with her Wednesday afternoons. Uh, not now, Riley. Grown-ups are talking. You know what? Fine. Whatever. So, Hordak, it would appear we are at a stalemate. It would appear so. Now, be a doll and freshen up my margarita. Mm, yes, of course. We're out of Quantra. Will Triple Sec be all right? No. Fine. I'll go to the liquor store, but I'm not salting the rim of the glass. Okay, yes, I am. Ah, curse this power of Grayskull. No, Poggy, not you as an entity. You as a concept. Yes, I know it's a confusing and seemingly arbitrary distinction, but sometimes confronting our definitions of self can be an opportunity for growth. And you know what's another important way to grow, Poggy? Riboflavin. Uh, what's happening? Eating a balanced breakfast that includes foods high in riboflavin, or vitamin B2, can give you the energy you need to play. Uh, Riley? Is he doing a commercial for riboflavin? Sort of. Look, we're just gonna need to write this out. It'll be over in a minute. But when you're done using the energy you get from eating foods like spinach and fortified grains to play games with your friends, make sure you put your toys back where they belong. And be sure you don't overexert yourself, or else you might be too tired to help your mom and dad out around the house. Or tell the truth. What? If I hadn't been honest with Hordak about gaining the power of Grayskull, then I never would have learned about his employment situation. Don't you dare involve me in this. And just like honesty helps balance the scales of justice, a balanced breakfast can help you balance a busy schedule filled with fun and responsibility. So make sure to eat your riboflavin, and soon you'll have the power. The power of a healthy digestive tract lining, that is. Forget the margarita. I'm going to go burn all my B2 pills. I hope you're proud of yourself. You've managed to take something beautiful, like vitamin supplements, and corrupt them with a foul taint of... Ugh, honesty. I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> taint. Skeletor triumphs again! Garden Pots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard, and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina, and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Hordak is played by Neil Butler. Calculator is played by Adel Rafai. Additional music from filmmusic.io from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor at gmail.com, on Twitter at Garden underscore Plots, or through our website, GardenPlotsWithSkeletor.carrd.co. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice. You can donate to Skeletor Schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash Garden Plots with Skeletor. Thanks for listening. <laughs>